Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. There's a period of time that for about eight days, my breathing is getting so slow. Then it's like a dead person. Now, normally we do four or five breaths a minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about one or two breaths for an hour? It looks like you're not breathing at all, right? So uh, actually we have it saying this, this is like a small death because you're artificial dying. But it can happen that you, the small death uh, turns into big death, meaning you totally die. A lot of masters like in Yangtze River, in Yangtze River, there's uh, yeah. sections. Over there, there are many caves. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose. Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, we talk about some really profound and amazing topics such as energetic activation, fasting, and its spiritual significance, the crucial role that darkness plays in our evolution, Qigong, and the cultivation of subtle energy, and the embodying, embodying that state of flow, not just when you're practicing Qigong or meditation, but embodying that state in your day-to-day life, right? So you are absolutely going to love this episode, and uh, I've got some questions and and themes and areas that I would hope for this interview to go in. So if you like the work that we do, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button right now because it does something to the algorithm and it helps more people see this post, see this podcast, right? So make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this stream on. 
to make sure you support us in that way and share share this share this post with that being said let's bring on our special guest for today robert peng robert peng is the founder of elixir light qigong he began his qigong apprenticeship with the legendary monk xiao yao when he was eight years old as part of his training he did a hundred day water fast in a dark underground chamber which we are going to explore as part of his training uh, from this experience robert developed extraordinary spiritual powers and healing abilities he teaches and lectures all over the world the essence of robert's teaching is reflected in the master key qigong secrets for vitality love and wisdom book cd dvd series and in, in his 14 week online course about the ancient classical practice yi jin jing so I hope you are stoked and excited as I am. Robert, welcome to our show. How are you doing? Oh, thank you Aditya. <laughs> oh yeah. For the invitation, yeah. It's uh actually it's been a while that ever since the last time we uh, I do the podcast with my friends. Yeah, we did quite a few, but all these two years we are doing more online <laughs> zooming in and out of the workshop. So, exciting experience for me. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. You're very very welcome and I'm very excited as well. You know, me personally, my goal is to take this podcast on the road. so that i can meet people and have these sessions in person because i feel that the energy is very different when you're meeting somebody in person but i'm also at the same time grateful for all these different technologies like zoom and other softwares that can make this conversation possible and uh, allow somebody like you in new york to chat with me across the continent in vancouver so super excited that you decided to appear on our show uh, we usually you know like to start from the very beginning so robert where were you born and brought up and what was your uh, childhood like <laughs> yeah i was born in china yeah in hunan maybe people don't know where hunan is but if you know chenmao you know chenmao he's my country fellow actually his hometown is about 20 minutes away from my home. So very famous for spicy food. <laughs> yeah, that's where I grew up and in 1960s. Yeah. So at that time, at that time, uh I don't know whether you know Chinese Cultural Revolution. It started in 1966. So I was still a few years old. So in China, they actually even in China they call 1966 to 1976 the 10 years disaster because a lot of things are ruined are collapsed yeah the religions were banned economy are very very low and uh, there's a lot of struggle anyway yeah so when we were born we we're very confused yeah because when our good teachers like good teachers are writers which is like nailed down <laughs> they're not supposed to uh, do good so but with this one thing yeah one thing in my Mine is that I want to. I always want to learn some martial art. As a boy, it's always happened like this. But unfortunately, when I was eight years old, that's my second primary school. I got sick, very severe chest pain. Like if I run, especially if I jump from high place to a low place, the pain is so excruciating that I may pass out. So the doctor, of course, gave me prescriptions one after another. It didn't help. And the doctor gave me the best prescription. He said, he told my mother, he said, "Well, maybe your son need to have a break from school, like to have sick leave for at least half year, that meaning one term." And of course, for me, actually, I was 
happy because as a boy, and especially at that time, you know, in in China, the, in the school, you don't learn anything. And so I said, well, I can I can quit school. That's beautiful. So I was supposed to stay at home resting. Of course, as a little boy, I couldn't. Yeah, I tried to behave for three days because my mother, my father. My brother, they go to school, they go to work. The whole complex, because we have a few buildings together, was empty. Yeah, like it's so lonely and frustrating. So on the third day, I have to sneak out and begin wander outside of the room, outside of the house. So uh, not too far from my house, from my our buildings. Yeah, there's a a a, a receptionist. Actually, it's the VIP hotel. Surrounded by the wall, you know, in China people like to have wall. <laughs> so when when I was with all the other kids, because we have eighteen families for that building, with other kids, the whole playground are like with with the children. But when it's school time or like work time, nobody was there. So I tried to jump into the wall because we're not allowed to get in as a little boy, and. Even if it is very painful, I, I want to take the risk. <laughs> yeah, because over the, even inside there, they have a lot of fruit trees, swimming pools. So it's like another world. Because that VIP receptionist was built for the Soviet Soviet Union engineer at that time. They came to China to、uh, help us to build this factory. Because our hometown is Chairman Mao's hometown. Politically, they say. Chamomile's hometown should have a steel iron and steel plant. <laughs> so the Soviet Union engineer come and help to build up. So that is housing them. But of course, afterwards we broke up, and that become a VIP receptionist. So it's very beautiful, very beautiful. Then at the corner of that、uh, campus, there's a red brick building. Red brick building. Then I went there, peeping from the gate, from the door, and saw a middle-aged person. Man was shoveling the coal, feeding the coal to the furnace to build because this is a boiler room. Is a boiler room, and that boiler room is providing all the、uh, hot water for all the different buildings inside the campus、uh, for them to have hot water to have steams, and so that's what boiler room is for. And I went there, and this middle-aged man, I peep, then he turned around and. Greeted me. Yeah. Oh, you want to watch the fire? I think a lot of other boys maybe come and watch.、Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and sit. Yeah, and watch the fire. Don't get burned. That's the first conversation we have met. And actually, this man was my master later. Nobody knew at that time. Nobody knew he is. He's like hermit. Nobody knew he's like top martial artist. He can disable a fierce animal just with his bare hand, and then can break the whole skull. And also a legendary healer is like legendary healer, but at that time he's just like hermit. Of course, later I begin to know. Yeah, later I begin to know. But at that time, he for me he's just like middle-aged person, but actually he's already like eighty years old, more than eighty years old. But he looks really young, right, for his age. And for him, he may have a million reasons to be upset and angry. Because all his life he was in a monastery, a meditation, practiced different kung fu and、uh, qigong. But in 1966, actually exactly as 1968, the the monastery, because China banned the religion, 
So the monastery was taken over by the villagers, and they drove all the monks away from the monastery. And of course, the other monks they may have a place to go, like they may have brothers or families, so they return to their own normal life. But my master is an orphan; he grew up in the monastery, so he has to wander around, wander, wander, to my hometown, which is an iron steel plant. And find this job, a、uh, boiler room worker, which is very low pay, low social status. People complain about hard work, but that is his home. Yeah. So after first meet, then he said, "Welcome to come again." Then later, when we are familiar, we say, "You didn't. You you are just being polite, right? <laughs> you didn't know that I do make the trip, make the visit every day, seeing ever since because I didn't go to school." Yeah. So we begin to make friends. Yeah, make friends. At that time, I still don't know. He was a chico master, but I I felt strange at first because after we greet each other, he said, "Well,、uh, what's your name?" I say, "My name is Peng Jiuhui." And、uh, why did you go to school? I got sick. Then he scanned. He just looked at me for about five minutes, no talking. Later, I know actually at that time he's doing a healing. Yeah, with his we say the power of gazing, the gazing healing, and I think in about two or three weeks. I can recover without noticing that. When you have pain, you always you always, you always know because when you move, you know that.、Yeah. But when it disappears, I forgot until one day my mother asked me to say, "Oh, poor boy, how are you doing? How how's the pain? Oh, pain, it, it, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone." So of course that is all the story afterwards. When we met, then we begin to exchange each other. Then we meet again and again. He began to tell me some stories. He didn't. Tell the others. Actually, he's a wonderful storyteller. <laughs> yeah, he told me the the Buddhist story. Actually, a lot of it is Buddhist story. He told me about the Monkey King. Yeah, which is very famous classic book in China. Then I went later more for the story than for the fire. At first, I liked the fire. Then one day, from nowhere, he asked me to say, "Do you like wushu? Wushu means martial art, kung fu. Yeah, in wushu." Do you like wushu? I say, yes, yeah.、Mm. Do you want to practice that? I said, of course, but I, I couldn't find a teacher.、Uh, I can teach you. You can teach me. <laughs> I have a big question mark. He, he doesn't look like muscular. He's like my height, and doesn't look like oh, a bulldozer. Yeah, not, not like a strong person at all. I said, can you? You can do that. I said, you'll see. He said, you'll see. But at least. Two things to keep in mind: one, discipline. You have to come here every day in the morning at five o'clock. Practice a few hours with me. Second, even more important, keep secret. Don't tell anybody you're practicing with me because it can be very dangerous if we got caught that I was learning from him. At that time, there's still some martial art teaching, but the spiritual practice was banned. Like、uh, Jet Li, you know Jet Li. Jetly is one year older than I. He grew up in Beijing, and he went to the martial arts school. Yeah, he went to the martial arts school, and he won a few champions of martial arts. Yeah, it's more the form. But when I was practicing with her, with him, it's a lot of meditation. We have the burn incense, or the rituals, which was not allowed. So it can be very dangerous if we got caught. So I said, no problem. I kept secret, even from my parents, for the first month. Yeah. That made my mother a bit puzzled and worried. 
Because before I was lazy、uh, when it's time need to get about, get up, you know, I just don't want to get up. Now every morning before they get up, I got up, disappear for a few hours, then coming back hungry. So one day he asked me, "What on earth are you doing every day in the morning so early?" Oh,、uh, I was jogging. Yeah, I, I lied to her, but I noticed that she was not convinced. <laughs> then I told my master. I said, "Well, my master,、uh, I said, 'Well, my parents got a bit worried.'" He thought a while, then he said, "Well, ask your parents to come to see me tonight in the boiler room." So I said, "Okay." So I told my parents. At that time, he didn't give the name of Xiao Yao yet. It's Mr. Tan. Yeah. As a Mr. Tan, the boiler room attendant、uh, invites you to go to see him. My parents was very confused. They said, "Why did he want to see us? We do know there's a very good boiler room attendant, very good、uh, temper, and always ready to help, smile, but we don't have any connection with him." But they made the trip. I followed them, get into the door, try to get into, but my master stopped me. No, <laughs> you stay outside. And they three. Chatted for about two hours. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotion. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. That's Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Then my master and、uh, my parents went out, very excited, but also a bit nervous. Then told me, "So, well, keep up with the master. Yeah, keep up with the master. We'll keep a secret for you too. Yeah." So that problem is solved with my with my family. Yeah. So I kept、uh, practicing with him for literally for nearly ten years. Yeah, ten years, and every day, yeah, every day in the morning, the first exercise he taught me was. Horse stands. Horse stands. Not a higher position. It's very low. It's nearly ninety degrees, bending with the knees. Yeah. When he showed, when he showed me, then afterwards he did this for twenty minutes. 
after two minutes, you begin to feel your thighs are like burning. You're shaking. You sweat. Your, your tears are clapping. <laughs> Until you say, okay, finish 20 minutes. I collapsed. Then every day before I start to practice others, I have to stand doing horse stands for about half an hour. It's like, it's like a torture. Yeah. Before I taste some other sweet things. So, uh, I was a little bit confused. They said, well, is this just a bully and not really doing something to me, teaching me something valuable? But of course, he, he teach me all the other eagle claw, yeah, not long fist, short fist. The amazing thing is that he, well, we, we don't have too much weapons. We don't have sword, which is not allowed. The only one we have is the axe, right? Yeah. Then the broom. But he taught me to use this, the broom like a weapon. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Chopsticks, take up. And he showed me one thing later, because when he find I'm a bit confused, he wants to show some power. Then he said, give me the rope. Then he gave me the rope. <clears throat> then he take out the rope, projecting the chi. The rope is soft. Then when he projects the chi, the rope began to straight out. Oh. Yeah, like a stick. Then he stab it on the watermelon. Yeah, that's summertime. And go through the watermelon with a rope. So the rope with the projection of the chi become hardened and like stick going through. That made me stunned. Yeah. <laughs> then another time, another time he, he showed me even more amazing things. Yeah. That really made me convinced. And because that is already, I did, I think it's about two months. I was still in my <laughs> sick, sick leave. Yeah. One day we were practicing at night. He took off his shirt, then told me, Get an axe? Yeah, yes, get an axe. Hit me on my chest. I said, chopping, actually, not hit. I said, really? He said, yeah. Then, of course, I follow. Then I do, boom, like, you know, very intimidately. And last thing happens. He said, make it harder. And, of course, first time, they didn't have to try harder and harder. He said, as hard as you can. I tried very, very, really hard. It's not like chopping on his body. It feels like chopping on the wood. Bounce back. I hurt my hands. Then afterwards, just like a white mark, then disappear. More amazing things. He put on the button. He say, follow me. So we went out of the boiler room. There the trees were surrounding them. Then in one of the trees are the mark of my chopping. That sounds a little like mysterious or mythological, but that is what I experienced. I was like, Stunned. Of course, later when I practice, you know, it's called Xiao Yin. It's like you can, by mental power, you can move something. So the moment when I was chopping him, he moved the tree to in front of me. Then when I chop, it is really chopping the tree. Oh, I get oh, it. I get it now. Yeah. So he took you outside, <laughs> outside and the chopping was happening, happening. but the marks, the marks were happening marks on the tree outside. No, when I was chopping on his chest, yeah, that yeah. is inside the room. Yeah, yeah. But he moved the tree into the tree. Yeah, yeah, I get into it. Into the room. Yeah. So when I chop, it is chopping the tree. Then it's moving back. That is crazy. Like some people, you can bend the light. That's the like time. magic you almost. Bend right? the space. Yeah. So it's like he can, he can bend the space. Oh my god! And then I said, "Oh my god, I want to." <laughs> Keep going, yeah. So I was even more diligent, yeah. Even right. more brilliant. The horse stands, yeah, at first, they're so hard. Yeah, so hard. Mm -hmm. Then one day when I was doing the horse stands, I was expecting some hardness because shaking, pain, sore. Then I was in a trance. 
I was in a trance. I get lost myself. So when I come back from the trance, my master was very happy. He said, do you know how long you hold this position? I said, how long? Four hours. The position that I hold for half an hour is like, like the hell. Four hours is like nothing. So actually, it's ever since I begin to feel that on my core of lower dantian in my lower torso, there's a, like a force always helping to stand. So when I stand, it feels like you're sitting on a chair. Yeah. yeah. So you're holding this all the time. Then the horse stands become like my suite instead of yeah. torture. Yeah. And in his spare time, sometimes we went to Zoom or went to the park. Sometimes we have some fun. One time we went to a Zoom and he showed me something <laughs> I really love. He, because, you know, in the zoo, at that time, you know, even the animals doesn't have a lot of food. <laughs> They're very lazy. The, the lion was lying there. Then he said, we need to do something yeah. to make him, like, show, right? So he projected chi with his palms and sword finger on the ass of the lion. The lion, at first, lying there so lazy, all of a sudden, jump up, like... Yeah. But like someone's choking, like poking on him, walking here, this way, the other way. It's, it's fascinating. Then we went to the mountain of the monkeys. A lot of monkeys doing this. Then he projected, she, they said, let's get some order. So they're all queuing, rolling this way, the other. So it's like in a circus. He has the way of like special dimensions of communications with the uh, different species. Yeah, different species. Amazing, amazing person. I was so fortunate that, yeah, I can have this chance to meet my master. That is so fascinating a topic and a story. And I'm sure that our listeners are also, you know, able to listen and take in all of that, all of what you shared so far. And as you were sharing your story, what it felt like was like a movie where sometimes you have this oppressive government that like you said they did these things in the monks and then there's this undercover hidden master who is working in the boiler room with so many secrets so many abilities waiting for the right student to come across his path and and it, it's yeah it sounds sounds so fascinating the way you shared it and and of course the abilities like you mentioned of being able to withstand so much pain and difficulties and struggles and at the same time using the chi to not just uh, not just for for strength but also to influence other creatures other animals and i'm sure other beings human beings as well and i can't wait to you know dive deeper but you know before we proceed you know you have this quote this saying that says when the student is ready the master will appear. So how true is that? Do you believe that that is true in your case as well? And do you believe that you were sort of ready in that lifetime or maybe in a previous lifetime, you had done a lot of, you know, spiritual work or had gone through a lot of challenges, difficulties. And then because you were just eight years old, you were presented with an opportunity to interact and meet with this master where somebody else, maybe if they are 45, 50 years, they don't have these encounters. It's not very natural and normal, right? That you met somebody who not only had the knowledge, was but was willing to teach you as well. And this is like very esoteric, very advanced uh, knowledge from what I understand. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, like when you're ready, or actually in in kung fu, or including in qigong, there's a saying. It say the normal masters, the disciples, look for the masters, but the grandmaster, the real true high masters, they search for their disciples. Meaning they have the wisdom eyes to find who is talented. In that movie, actually, that shows that in Crouching Tiger, Crouching yeah. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know that master was begging the girl to be his disciple. Of course, that is the movie, but it is true that the masters are searching for someone. Well, my story actually is like that. My master lived in the mountain, deep in the mountain, very, very remote. All his life, if it were not the cultural illusion, he will live all his life in that mountain, not dealing with any modern people at all. All his disciples, the other disciples, are all villagers or mountaineers. Yeah. So I, I, I was the only, I'm the only like city boy. <laughs> yeah. Not grown up locally over there. So the chances for him and me to meet actually is very thin. Very, very thin connections, but it happens. So for me, sometimes I say. The Cultural Revolution is a ten years disaster for China, but for me personally, it's like a blast because without that, he we won't be able to meet. And when he was teaching me for ten years, yeah, we are like actually he's like my second father. You know, I I spend more time with him than with my parents. Yeah, we're always.、Uh, Together, I bring my sweet potatoes, you know, roasted in his furnace. We, we share a lot of things for fun. Of course, we have very hard practicing time as well. But <clears throat> when when he left, yeah, like 1979, yeah, 1976, the Cultural Revolution finished. Then it took a few years to reform in 1979. One day, he sent me a telegram. Yeah. Before that, I think, oh, this is a beautiful life because after half a year, I totally recovered, and I begin to went back to school. So I was living a double life. Like I go to school as a student, then as soon as I finished school, I went to him and practice. Nobody knew. In the morning, I go to school. I hear the bell ring of the school, which is only five minutes away. Then I go to the school. So I enjoy that life and think that it will be forever. Yeah. Then until one day he showed me the telegram. I said, "Well, I got a telegram from the monastery, from the abbot of the mon-、uh, abbot of the monastery, and asked me to return." Then I realized that we're going to say goodbye. It's very sad moment. Yeah, very sad moment. Then he said, "Well, we are we are together almost every single day, and well now you can visit me to the monastery. Yeah, in your summer or winter vacation. So that's how." We begin to separate, yeah, separate. Then I went to visit him after he left, and that it's like I have to take eight hours train, two hours bus, then hiking for about、uh, five hours to the monastery. Yeah, so it literally take me like nearly two days to arrive to to him. So that's where his how remote is, how rare the chance we might meet each other. And also that when I was in my high school, he always urged me. He said, "No matter 
What are you going to major? Make sure you attend the university, meaning you should have high education. Because I, well, for me at that time in 1982, I attended entrance exam for the university. It's a very severe competition. Like we have、uh, two million people involved with the entrance exam. Whole nation, only five percent was enrolled in the university. He said, "I have a mission. You are. I know you're gonna have a mission. You're going to use that someday. But make sure you have high education. I don't mind what you major. You major in mathematics. You major in science. You major in social science. Whatever. But you should have high education. That's my request." So I said, "Oh, good, good. Then you know what? You know what I major? I majored English." <laughs> Yeah, because when I started to learn English, I began to love English even in the high school. Yeah, because I have a, another beautiful teacher. He, I, we have forty-five minutes of the class. He will spend only twenty minutes finish the contents of class. Then another twenty-five minutes, he tell us stories. One way he tell the stories is that he hold a, a book in his hand, read English, then all is translated. Beautiful story. So. So at that time, he began to tell the Hamlet, the Prince and the Pauper, and the three men on the boomers all through this. For me, I like I look at the books in his hand and say, one day I want to be able to read the book in his hand. But three years later, I can. And then I say I want to major English. So I didn't know at that time that now I'm using it to teach Qigong. Imagine if I cannot speak English, it is impossible for me to. Take this as a mission to share such beautiful wisdom and practices from our ancient masters. That is very, very profound wisdom that your master shared with you. And I think some masters have the have the wisdom to see into the future and sort of know what type of skills you'll require, not just the skills of healing or martial arts or. Uh, the practice itself, but also other tools that will help you spread the wisdom. Without which, you know, you would not be able to have that much of an impact as you are having right now. Now, I do want to speak about something that you did. I think earlier on, when you were learning from the master, which is the hundred-day water fast.、Um, now, I do intermittent fasting. And、uh, so I skip my breakfast and I have my first meal by about one one thirty, and I've been doing this for the last,、uh, you know, at least three to four years, and I love it. Uh, and uh, in fact, last year I did a three day, just juice fast. It was difficult in the start, but I did it, and I noticed that my whole body was feeling very different at a very cellular level, and even still. A three-day fast is like a beginner's fast, right? It's not—it's not a real proper fast. And you did hundred-day only water fast. So talk to us about that experience. What was the journey like? Well, that journey actually started. I would like to trace back a little bit before that, because when I just started with him, I was practicing martial arts. I was not really practicing、uh, the healing qigong. Yeah. Of course, we have a lot of breathing to make myself stronger, and you know, the resilience. And、uh, then I learned all different forms, and I break them up so that you can make use of. Then I get pride. I want to find some chance to fight because I like testimony. But I got into a street fight ever, like ever in my life. The first and only street fight in my life. I won, but. I feel so horrible. 
Yeah, I feel so horrible. Uh, we have uh, like a three uh, hooligans, actually, very bad reputation. They are horrible person. Boys, actually, is two or three years older than I. Then one day, they beat one of my best friends. They ripped out his cap, which is uh, like at that time for the children, like precious. Because we, we all like to have the, the army cap, uh, army hat, army cap. And my best friend, he has one, the real one, because he's uncle used to be in the soldier to be a soldier to get a real one normally we can only buy in the department store which is not so cool so the reason i'm beating black and white black and blue so when i heard this i was very angry so i went straight them and began to get into the fight i beat all them three but that kind of sense of winning lost only maybe 10 seconds then i was so scared because i thought i killed one of them because I was so angry, I was like monster. And I broke his ribs. Then I sneak away, of course. They are the neighbor, actually. Then her mother brought him. Her mother come to my home cursing and, you know, just screaming at my mother. And my mother, of course, was very upset. And, and then they urged me to go to the hospital to see him. Yeah. Actually, that is a transformation part. Why I, I begin to turn into a like healing process. Because the moment when I entered the, the room, I saw that bigger boy, one head taller than I, but when he saw him, he was so frightened because, you know, he got that bad impressions that I beat him. But of course, actually, I went there to bring the gift to, to apologize. But at that moment, I realized, I said, my God, he's just another boy like me. Why at that moment, I treated him like an enemy? So I begin to have sympathy in my side. That soft part was inside me. Yeah. Then, of course, the second day when I went to practice with my master, my master already told by my mother, so he was very upset. He said, well, today there's no practice. Your practice is nailed down there on a washing board. I don't know whether you have the washing board. Maybe in India you have a board, they have z- z- zigzags to wash the board, uh, to wash the clothes. Yeah. So I have to nail down on there for two hours. Yeah. Actually, the pain, I was okay at first, painful, then I get numbed. But I was so, uh, actually, I was so, I hated myself at that time. So I made, I let down my master. The, the last thing is that he felt disappointed on me. He said he lost emotion. He's not supposed to do like this. But of course, meanwhile, he knows, he noticed that I do have a soft heart. So a few, I think it's about just two or three weeks after, one day he said, well, you have practiced with me for a few years now. I think it was two years time. Many different martial arts. Yeah. He said, well, all the energies that you build up from these forms, you can use it in two ways. One is you can make your punch very penetrative. Yeah. You can project you very aggressive and you can make your uh, performance beautiful. Yeah. And if you want to do this, I can teach you more and you may join with some competitions. Be very famous like Jet Li, right? Yeah. Well, at that time, we don't know there's a Jet Li at that time, <laughs> of course. Yeah. He said, well, he uses the same energy. You can go to another road, which is more, uh, actually it's more lonely, 
but you cultivate your own energies and you can use this energy to do the healing. He was very democratic at that time. Yeah. He said, think about for two days before you decide. I can, I'm happy to lead you either way. Yeah. Mm. I said, cause I, uh, I already saw him doing some treatment for some neighbors because some neighbors have come and doing the treatment and I see how grateful people they are when they got the treatment, get the healings. So I said, Master, I don't want to wait for two days. I decided I want to do the healing. I don't want to do fighting. Yeah, we're not saying martial arts. I don't want to do the fighting at all. Yeah. He seemed very satisfied. Said, okay, good. He said, then I need to uh, make your energies more purified. Yeah. So he empowered me. Then he said, you should do big one. That is a hundred days water fast where you're getting a bit older. So that happened after he returned to the monastery. That's a few years already passed. <clears throat> then when I finished my junior high school, we have a long break, like nearly four months break before we went to the city school. I went to the monastery, very happy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm going to have a wonderful few, so many days and practice different things. Then from nowhere, he said, today we do Biguan. Yeah. Follow me. So I followed with him to the basement of the temple. Yeah. So the only light, this peach dark, peach dark. Of course, the first night where we go, we have the torch. But after the torch, I was alone just over there meditating. Yeah. Well, I have water. I have a little bucket for my peeing toilet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on the other side, a little mattress. So he come and visit me every day. Yeah, every day. So it's in the pitch dark. The only light I could see was the lit incense holding in his hands. Because each time when they come in, he bring an in, a lit incense. That incense lasts about two, two or three hours, I think. So we practice together. He guide me practice different meditation, breathing. Then he put the incense on the jar, actually a bowl with the rice and stick on it. Then he left. Then I was in the pitch dark myself. Well, the, the first few days, like you, you had the few day, first few days is the hardest. I mean, uh, mentally, physically, because first, if you're hungry, the first 20 days, he gave me three jujube a day. Jujube is Chinese dates. Yeah. Yeah. So I say, this three jujube are three meals for you. So chew it, eat it mindfully. So at first, I don't know, but I just swallow it. Then I really be mindful, taste it. Then it's amazing. One, Usually I can eat it for nearly an hour and feel so much richer. Yeah, so much rich. And versus now we have, like now we have, oh, beautiful, beautiful buns. But I have never tasted or experienced that kind of subtlety, that kind of richness from one single date. Yeah. After 20 days, just water, pure water. Yeah, pure water. Uh the interesting thing is that what you experience in your ordinary life, you all experience in there, in Big One, in my fasting and meditation. Like meaning, I, I can feel coldness, I can feel physically itchy, pain, yeah, and heart, cold, all this kind of physical feeling. The physical one, pain, cold, they are fine. The hardest for me is the itchiness. <laughs> 
it felt like a million mosquitoes or ants are biting on you, or you want to scratch. But as soon as you move, they disappear. My master says it's a simmo. Evil of your mind is making、yeah. you feel this. Yeah. So then, if I shake or it disappears, then I know I'm here doing meditation. Then you get in the trance again until you really they say a surrender. I go to the hell. I still go. Right. I go through the hell. When I begin to open and receive, before I just str- struggle, fight, fight, fight. It never ends. When I begin to open it, receive pain. Okay, enjoy the pain. I enjoy this, this itchiness. You just embrace all this. Then it begin to melt. Then it begin to feel that it begin melting. Then after that hard time, it reverses with beautiful, beautiful feelings. You know, the sweetness and bitterness they coming together. The itchiness and ecstasy they are like just. Next to each other, you know, like some kind of perfume. If it is too thick, it smells ugly. It smells horrible, right?、Yeah. But when it's thinnered, then it's like aroma. So the same thing when you are embracing it, and when it melts into you, that kind of pain, that kind of itchiness, turns into ecstasy. Then that kind of ecstasy is so addictive. You don't want to get away. <laughs> yeah. You, you, oh my God! It's keep going, keep going. Of course, then it's coming down. And after this, it don't come back again. Meaning, you go over this. Yeah. yeah. If you move, it will come again, come again until you really go through that torture. Then paradise. Then you return. Yeah, <laughs> you return. All experience. Yeah, physical and mental. Your frustrations, your loneliness, your anger. They all like just scanning one after another. Until I think it's about two thirds of the time. I think it's about fifty or sixty stages. I couldn't remember exactly. There's a period of time that,、uh, for about eight days, my breathing is getting so slow. Then、uh, it's like a dead person. Now normally we do four or five breaths a minute, right?、Yeah. <laughs> How about one or two breaths for an hour? It looks like you're not breathing at all, right? So actually, we have it saying this. This is like A small death because you are artificial die, but it can happen that you the small death are turns into big death, meaning you totally die. A lot of masters, like I don't know whether you've been to China in Yangtze River. In Yangtze River, there's a、yeah. there's a pure、uh, there, there, there's a few、uh, sections over there. There are many caves along the、yeah. cliff. Mythology, <laughs> we only say mythology, but it is true. I understand it's true. Some say that is the cave. There's some、uh, hermit doing the special meditation there. Yeah, yeah. because、uh, normally if you're in the, in the monastery like I, I was so lucky because I have my 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 master. I have the other monks taking care of you. But a lot of uh, uh, practitioners, they are they are just themselves. So if they are practicing on the ordinary ground, the wolf, the animals, may eat them. They make a cave along the cliff, cliff, so no any other animals can reach there. So they can be in deep meditation for months or even years without interruption. And really quickly, really quickly.、Uh, you know, just since you mentioned that, even in India, in the Himalayas, in places like Badrinath and Kedarnath, high up in the mountains, they say that there are sages and and monks 
who are in the caves, like you mentioned, and they're meditating. Even if it's like snow, full of snow, they're still meditating for months, years. And uh, like you pointed out, uh, have you heard of this person called Babaji? Babaji. Babaji. So he, he's like a very mystical being. Apparently, people say that he's been living for 400, 500 years. But he, you know, if somebody is somewhere remote in the Himalayas, and if he has that intention, the person might see or meet Babaji. But, you know, like to your point, uh, there's always a risk, right, of animals and, you know, other, other uh, predators, predators of, uh, yeah. eating. It's not strange at all. It's, it is true, actually. <laughs> There is this state. Well, for sometimes, because they are, they are so beautiful and they just die, they don't mind. People, yeah. the parents that die, because they already, I think they go, they understand the death, they accept the death, they don't, they don't make big stories about death. For them, the enlightened masters, they don't, they're okay. But of course, for me, at that small death period, I was like a dead person. And it is very crucial moment. Yeah. If, uh, there's another, if you don't have another master help you go through energy to pass the crisis, you might die. So my master was with me for all those eight days. Make sure my energy are keep flowing. Small death after small death is big life. Yeah. So the small death experience, uh, period is, we say is total transformation of your body. So it's like you totally changed. Uh, it's like you have thorough cleansing from every level yeah so when i so when i return back to my consciousness for that eight days i lost consciousness yeah, i was like just dreaming then when i return yeah my master was me then he of course told me, you are like this for eight days yeah <laughs> oh my god he looked at me he sounded a bit tired yeah and then uh, i keep practicing but after after the small death experience one significant thing I feel is that I feel very light, very, very light. My meditation room is not big. Yeah. So it's like if I stretch my arm, maybe it is uh, three arms wide. Chamber. Yeah. Like a chamber. Okay. Then I feel so light and it's like you feel light, but meanwhile you feel your strength of tiger. You're light as feather. So I begin to, in the small room, I begin to run. Then I run on the wall, like on the side of the wall, then the other side of the wall. So it's like a half open uh, pipe skiing, <laughs> the ski. Mm. So I go this way and then the other way is for fun. Yeah, for fun. And another thing is that my power of conducting chi are razor sharp. Yeah, razor sharp. I think that's one of the reasons my master chose me. Actually, when I was little, before I met my master, I have a kind of gift that is that if I concentrate for one or two minutes, then I use my finger to put on my playmates, the other neighbors, put on their forehead or put on the fingers. They feel static electricity. Yeah. But that's all. They just, it, it, it cannot control it. I cannot make it continuously going. But after that, I even zap myself. It goes, it's like, uh, you have constant generating power to this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and my master knows this too. He said, well, that is the very precious, very precious energy that I cultivated and precious at a healing. But you're still a teenager. Try not to abuse it. Don't use it in your healing. You use the other technique until you're more grown up, like you're more mature. Yeah. That is the ability that I, he sharpened me. Yeah. He sharpened me.
And, uh, and of course, um, about 15 days before we're going to finish for that 100 days, so just 85 days, he began to bring some juice. Yeah. And the last day brought a little fruit. Then I went out. Yeah. Of course, it's always in the peach dark. So I, I was not supposed to open the eyes to the brightness right away. So I went out in the dark when it's night. Then I went to my bed, sleep. Then they put a little, sh- yeah, shade. Well, just take me a couple of days to get used to the, to the brightness of the light. So that's how I returned back. That is phenomenal. I mean, uh, firstly, thanks for sharing. I'm sure that our listeners are also taking note and uh, really taking in the experience that you shared about what you went through. But, you know, as you were sharing, what came to my mind was, uh, you know, the story of Jesus, the prophet. Because if you think about it, I think he also went through 40 days of fasting with no food. And like you pointed out, he also went through a lot of quote-unquote temptation of right breaking the fast and you know doing something that like a lot of internal mental chatter i'm sure and uh you know you know maybe canceling the fast or whatever he went through you know those those years back but he went through something very similar and it just speaks to the spiritual essence and quality of going through this fast and also they speak about him being in the caves in in darkness and the other similarity was the fact that he experienced death but he did not die and he right came out of it but now once he came out of it he was transcended he you know he 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 was a different human being the one who went in to the fast i'm sure was different but when he came out he was sort of like an ascended master so what you are sharing it makes so much of sense and i'm so glad that you had the master with you because like you pointed out you were very close to that but then you it, it takes a, a teacher a master and somebody who's like a coach by your side to watch you and make corrections maybe or maybe give you the juice or fruits toward the end of it as well as not allow you to suddenly see sunlight because i'm sure after 100 days it, it, it would have been disruptive yeah, you have to go damaging back gradually <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that is so amazing amazing and and I, what i like about you know your experiences you know it's, it was not just fasting but it was combining fasting with darkness which i've studied you know create certain chemicals if you look at it from a physiological standpoint dmt they say in the pineal gland that creates these spiritual you know psychoactive experiences Uh, so that's really fascinating yeah and it's very interesting you mentioned about pineal gland you know in our practice we call this area in the center around pineal gland because heaven eye the heaven eye and uh, well, in Western world, they call it third eye, right? Mm. And some say, oh, it's because the pineal gland, because pineal gland, they have deceased retina. They do can form a kind of images over there. Yeah. But my understanding, I think that pineal gland is still part of heaven eye. Yeah. Or third eye. Third eye, uh, I think the, uh, is the other name as spiritual wisdom. Right. or spiritual vision. I think, I'd rather, not rather say, but I, I, I think it should be called first eye. Because, right? <laughs> yeah, because when we are born, before we are born, actually, everything started from there, embroidery, and then that is the, uh, the energy of embroidery. And then, when they grow, then 
they extend out, then our eyes, our noses, our skin, ears, or lips, all this kind of external sensational senses are the extensions of our so-called third eye. So it should be the first eye. <laughs> Since you mentioned this anyway, it's just very... <laughs> That's very true. I mean, if you look at the yogic literature, the yogic, yogic history, the third eye is the final point of the of the spinal column and the kundalini energy and like you pointed out we are essentially if you look at it from a reptilian standpoint we are the serpent but then on top of that we have the the more recent version of our brain and uh, you know we have our you know facial features and things that maybe differentiate us from an animal or for that matter a reptile but if you look at it we, we are ascending that energy just like a serpent and it, you know, sort of culminates in, in the third eye in India or maybe in, in yoga, it's called Ajna. And like you pointed out, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual eye. So, so my question to you is, I mean, uh, it's very fascinating what you share. And I'm sure like you pointed out, your abilities were enhanced after that, you know, fasting journey, that fasting experience. But are you able to light a fire or send an electrical shock using, using your chi, using qigong? Well, because you said well, zapping, the, uh, you use some zapping, yes, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> doing this, the start of fire. Mm, that kind of, this is also kind of, we say this kind of uh, spiritual energy converted in some physical manifestations. There are different levels. One level is that, uh, actually this is a high level, is that you uh, you go from spirituality to spirituality. Spirituality It's like, like my master, he can talk with animals. Yeah. Actually, he can talk with me. I, I still feel his spirit with me. Even he passed away as a physical body in 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still like all the time. So that is very, very high level that you convert energies, different vibes. Yeah. And one of the vibes is that you can convert this spiritual power into a physics manifestations. Yeah. Like lighting the fire, right? Projecting energy, lighting the fire. And, uh, I did this. Yeah. I did this. Or just use a banknote, a yeah. piece of money, cut the chopsticks, like my master doing the chest. Yeah. But I sometimes take a piece of paper and boom, chop off your chopsticks. That's also the way of, or you hold the clock. Yeah. To make the, the clock stops. All those kind of things are just different ways. And, uh, it takes your time to develop one of one way or the others. Some people are more interested because it's like a beautiful show. <laughs> so they spend a lot of time to this kind of show. Yeah. It's still spiritual power in some way. Mm. Uh, the others is more make it converted into the way of, uh, communication yeah. or healing. Yeah. Or healing. So that's why the zapping power, the zapping power, Actually, we get the name of zapping power because when you, when I put people, they feel like zap. They feel that way. <laughs> so okay. we call it zapping power. Yeah. Okay. Zapping power. So, and actually, I think I have a YouTube episode that I zapped. <laughs> I zapped the prime minister of Australia. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Because he, uh, actually, he was the one who brought me to the Western world. When I was in the university, of course, I began to study university. Then, Especially after my master was died, dead in 1985, I was still not graduated from university yet. All of a sudden, actually that year was a very sad year for me. My, my, my mother passed away, my grandfather passed away, 
my master passed away all in 1985. So it's like, I feel like so overwhelmed. So it took me quite a few months to really like, to find like what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Because I always, suddenly I feel I lost the lead. So I need to lead myself. Then I begin to teach. Yeah, I begin to teach. I graduated and I was asked to teach English as my profession in the university. But in my spare time, I begin to teach Qigong, right? And then after about two years of teaching Qigong, it's getting very popular. Then the campus was a bit worried because, you know, I teach all my students are the college students. They like to do the hard Qigong, you know, the hard Qigong. Yeah, we don't have the marbles, so we have the beer bottle, boom, smash on head, uh, left, lying on the nail bed, like the bed, making all the nails, having the truck run over the body, all this kind of stunning show. Then the president of the university was not so happy because it, he, he didn't want to have people killed, you know, <laughs> in his campus. He's huge responsibility for him. Plus, they don't so, want people who are strong also, right? They might feel that there might be an uprising or, you know, like a revolt or something. Not really. He, no? That part, he's okay. okay. Yeah, in one way, he enjoyed it. Okay. But the other side, his safety. Is, uh, well, I know it's not dangerous, but for them, as an ordinary person, it's like you're killing yourself. What if someone get killed when you're doing this demonstration in the campus he as a master as a president of the university he has huge you know responsibilities i got some disencouragement then when my mother colleagues said we should maybe go outside this is like something restricted you so in this way we went to hainan because hainan you know china opened the door slowly slowly or hainan shenzhen then begin to have more freedom so i said we should start fresh in a new place, not overseas. We're not able to go or go to America or whatever it is, but we, let's go to a, they call it free economic zone. So a lot of new policies that is not so conservative. So over there, very quickly, I, I met a lot of, you know, VIP people, officials. Then they, they introduced me some high profile people. So one day the prime minister was Australia was visiting that province. Then the governor of the province was my patient and my student. So he find that uh, Bob Hawke, actually he passed away two years ago. And uh, Bob Hawke, he find he's a little bit crippling. He said, what happened to you? And so I, I do I do tennis and, uh, and hurt my back. He said, maybe you should have a Qigong session. I said, what is Qigong? He said, you know. So he brought him to my clinic. Then I did him the treatment. He was amazed. He said, well, I've never had this in my life. Can you treat my daughter? I said, what's happened to your daughter? He said, he, she had chronic fatigue syndrome. Well, I didn't major in medical. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, chronic, uh, I know English a little bit, but chronic fatigue syndrome. I said, can you explain this? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Then he, he explained that she, uh, I think they said when she has the first child, she lost a little bit of blood, then he got very tired. In wintertime, she could, for three months, she could hardly get up. So it's like very disabled mentally and physically. Then I said, well, let's have a try. So he flew his daughter to China, where I practice, and we treated her. And meanwhile, taught her the Yi Jing Jing you mentioned. <laughs> The Yijin, the classic of changes, taught her some Qigong practice and also 
treated her, and she was totally recovered. Then when she returned, her friends couldn't recognize her because she looks. She was actually she was only thirty six at that time, but she looked like fifty years old because she looked old. But she, when she returned, she looks young again. Her friends, wow, what happened to you? So then they begin to put in the story in the Women's Weekly, in the Sydney Morning Herald, all those stories. Then, of course, people ask, "So what happened?、Uh, can we invite the master?"、Yeah. Then Bob Hawke, the prime minister, said, "Wish you should go to Australia. They have beautiful energy there." So that's how I made the trip to Australia,、mm-hmm. and actually, I lived in Australia for seven years before I came to America. That is so amazing! It just speaks to the idea that. Sometimes a lot of people are trying to, you know, use this strategy, that strategy to get popular, to get known, to get seen. Whereas in your case, all you focused on is on yourself and really building your abilities, your skills. Not focusing on, you know, marketing, so to say, initially. But then, at the right time, at the right moment, the right person had the challenge, and the right person who trusted you was recommended, and one thing led to the other. And then you started being published and written about because you were showing results for the, you know, for the prime minister's daughter, and that led to a crescendo effect. So I love, I love,、uh, I love what you shared over there. Now, for somebody, you're so right. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, like like that promise, you know, the gold will shine itself. Yeah, and that's what I actually, that's what I'm keeping as my principle. I have to tell you, so far. I put zero dollar on advertising,、really? not at all, not at all. I think we just need to present the best thing, yeah. yeah. And of course, we have database, we send newsletters, but、yeah. to to have infomercial, commercial, I don't feel that is my type, yeah. And I enjoy this way because、uh, you can be very focused at what you do and let let what you do to speak. And I'm also feel very blessed and. I think maybe it's my master because he made that kind of maneuver and everything. It's very interesting. You think you made the decision yourself, but if I look back from what I have experienced all my life from now on, I find at very many turning points, there's always feel like there's a magic hand making your chess to move. It is way beyond my own power. It must be some, some magic power to make it. So I feel so blessed at every time, like my transition time. I have some,、uh, in Chinese, say Guiyin, some people or some really wonderful people to to help you to transit. There's the same way for me to come to America. I've never planned to come to America. Yeah, it just happened that like. Because I was in Australia and doing the practice and having this training, and I I got my permanent residency there. I I decided to reside in Australia. I love Sydney; it's beautiful, especially the seafood there and beach. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then one day, and also I was practicing in Sue Hawk's home because she has a big house. Her daughter, his daughter, she has a big house. So for four years we were there, and actually said, "Don't." Don't bother of finding the other place. Just practice in my home. I give you two rooms. Then you can do this as a clinic. Then one day he called me. She called me when I was having a day off on Monday. I was having a day off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then she said, "Robert, there's a lady coming from America and wants to see whether you can see her. But I know it's your off day, but I want to check." I said, "That's fine. I'm not doing anything." 
So I drove, 40 minutes, I drove back to my clinic, her house. Then there's a lady, beautiful, blonde, actually, yeah. She said, actually she had ovarian cancer and had a chemotherapy. But after the chemotherapy, she feel there's a spiritual call that she need to make a trip that is to Uluru. You okay. know Uluru? Uluru yeah, sounds... Rock, uh, before it's called Alice Rocks. Yeah, in Australia, Alice Green. It turns red, it turns brown sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Several miles, one piece of yeah. several miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a sacred place for Aborigines. So she felt a very urge call to go there for her spirituality. After this, like, experience of chemotherapy yeah. operation and everything. Yeah. And then in Sydney, she has to change the plane in Sydney, go to Alice Spring. But I say, very interesting. That day when he, she went to the airport, the traffic just froze. Okay. So she missed the plane. Yeah. Then, of course... Mr. Malene, she told her companion, who is also a film producer, she said, well, can you find a, like, sort of organic restaurant that we can have meal? Yeah. So when she was in her restaurant, she saw on the other table, there's a piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Then she said, oh, let me, so she took the piece of paper, read the paper. Actually, it's the photocopy of a story of my interview in the Sydney Morning Herald. Actually, yeah. the, the the weekend. Then she read it. And she was very smart. She said, oh, now I know why I missed the plane. I'm supposed to meet this person. At the bottom, there's phone, uh, like, yeah. uh, number and the address. So she she just boldly <laughs> drove, drove, like, have the taxi, drove to there, knocking at the door. And for, 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 for like nearly 10 minutes, because nobody answered the door yeah. until she nearly gave up. Then he, he see from that, you know, the, the, that windows, glazed window and coming and then open the door by a woman wrapped with a bus towel. <laughs> that is the prime minister's daughter. <laughs> oh. She was taking a bath when she's knocking the door, buzzing. Yeah. At first, she thought maybe it's some you know, postman, or but it's never stopped. Then she said, "But what on earth?" So she wrapped herself open. Then that's her. That's how we met. Then after the treatment, of course, yeah, after treatment, she felt so so much better. Yeah. Then she said, "Robert, I want to see you again." I say, "Of course, no problem." Yeah. I said, "I want to see you again when I return from Earth Rocks." Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so when she returned, she called me. Then I went to the hotel and did her second treatment. And she said, can I film that? I said, yeah, of course, yeah. So she has the other uh, companion filming that. I thought he was just doing the home, like, home video. <laughs> Actually, it's a professional <laughs> video producer. Because when she find out she had ovarian cancer, she said, I want to hire uh, someone to film my story, my journey of dealing with my cancer. So she so she brought her producer yeah. with her filming all this. Later she put this actually in this section when I was doing her treatment yeah. in her documentary. She made a documentary called Angel Walks. Angel, Angel Walks? 
yeah, angel walks. Uh, I don't know whether she put it. I have a copy here, but I don't know whether she ever put it in public. Yeah, that is like twenty years ago, nearly. <laughs> so, well, at that time, actually, it was high Vatican, like high definition. But nowadays, you can use the camera to find. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was I was stunned, and um, uh, then afterwards, she said, "Well, Robert, you should go to New York." I said, well, if you arrange that, I'm happy to have a visit. I thought maybe there's another person because a lot of people say this offer yeah, on might then, then nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. Then I thought, then a few months later, she called from uh, New York. I said, well, Robert, do you want to come? I said, okay, sure. What time is good? Then we look at the calendar. Oh, Easter, because Easter in Australia is the hardest. Uh, is the time begin to get cold. Yeah, yeah. here is warmer, right? Yeah. So Easter we have. Uh, long, longer. It was about 20 days of vacations. I said, well, I yeah. go there. So she bought me tickets and went there. Amazingly, her husband is a plastic surgeon, very famous plastic surgeon. I don't know whether you heard because you're not from, uh, from America, but a lot of American knew about 20 or 25 years ago. Yeah. At that time, you know, New York City was not so safe. A lot of, in the Central Park, there's a girl jogging in the Central Park and she was raped and her face was destroyed. Oh. And then her face was fixed by a plastic surgeon. That's her husband. So she got, he got very popular and famous. So when there, she introduced, she introduced a lot of patients and students for me. Then she said, Robert, you have patients now. You should come here again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it started. See, all this are linking together and leading you that. Then, of course, after two years back and forth, then I have, I, I do some time in Australia, sometimes in New York. I feel at that time, you know, new, uh, the, the internet is still not that, that common. So when I went back to Australia after three months, it took me like about a month to, to recover. I have like several hundred of voicemail on my phone. I have to clear it. So oh, practical is difficult. Then I have to, I have to decide whether I stay in Australia or in America, I have to just choose one, not yeah. both. I have to choose either. <laughs> then uh-huh. I said, New York City, for sure, that's the center of the world. Yeah. Like in one, in one trip, I met more different races of people than I have whole, my whole life in China, uh-huh. including in Australia. People from Papua New Guinea, from some island I've never heard. They all come here in New York speaking English with very strong accent, but they think they speak the best English <laughs> very confidently. Yeah. I say, that's the place I want to live and start my Qigong as a good uh, anchor. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah, so it's all this, you're blessed. I'm blessed. I'm led by the energy of life to brought me from one place to another. That is very... Very true. And uh, so much of what you're sharing actually resonates in my life as well. And I feel almost as though this interaction that we're having right now is, is mystical because I believe that one thing leads to the other and maybe the universe or my higher self or your higher self wants to have this interaction because, um, you know, like in last year, mid last year, my mom passed away. You know, and I have been, you know, I consider myself a strong person, like spiritually, emotionally, but I've, I've been feeling very lost, you know, like lost or maybe like weak. And I've been trying to do a lot of inner work to see, 
you know what my direction is what my you know what my purpose is and what my reason is to do my best work here on earth so you know and i'm getting i've been getting a lot of uh, insights as well and a lot of people have been coming my way totally to your point you know just trying to focus on myself and you know do experiments in terms of healing and trying out different things and uh, something surprising happened like out of nowhere there was this gentleman who was actually a hollywood director reached out to me and he said that he will listen to my podcast and he wants to try out the breath work and so he hired me once i went to his place he loved it and he kept his you know we've been meeting a lot and you know we've developed a sort of friendship now and then out of out of, out of nowhere so a behavioral researcher you know reaches out and and you know wants to have a session so obviously you're a master and i'm you know still on my journey and and learning things but i truly believe and i'm sure our listeners believe as well that there's something out there that is orchestrating all of this you know it's not just us you know taking action there's something out there that's working through us and it speaks to qigong as well because you talk about two types of qigong practice right one is where you're practicing by yourself and you're trying to cultivate the qi and the other is where the qi is working for you working through you and working in you so can you you know help us understand the difference between the two and are they does the second version happen at a certain stage in your practice or what's the difference like the other question that was connected to the first was does the chi start working in that second way only after some practice after years of practice or after oh, months of practice no so no it depends to... yeah it depends it depends on the gift of the people it also depends on what chi chi is energy everybody has chi yeah actually i have a lot of questions from from my students because uh, a lot of students say especially they ask because i have a, a, a healers course like you do the healing on others like the master key the book you mentioned is that you practice on your own but i have other courses to, to become a healer you work on other people you put hands on people you you do the remote you do the sword finger or magic palm all this kind of healing uh, uh, energy techniques then the most common questions is some people they ask they say robert i i am sick i'm a patient can i do the healing the answer is absolutely yes yeah the energy when you know how to channel it magic can happens yeah it of course the more you do the more experience you are the more connected with the energy with the universe the more resource you are the more powerful you are but as soon as you open the channel the energy begin to flow through you we are the medium we are the medium right you can do the yeah you can do the energy healing right away yeah like my training is 14 days of training the very first day i begin to teach them they begin to work on each other yeah and they are amazed they say oh my god that's <laughs> that's incredible they begin to feel the energy right away and actually a lot of masters including myself started as a patient started as a sick person because only the sick person can really thoroughly comprehend what the sickness feels like yeah and then they have much more profound understanding for feeling of sick and understanding feeling of healthy and they have beautiful energies they can so you go to different stages but you can start right away absolutely no matter how old my i have students who is 90 years old <laughs> yeah yeah and after 3 months of practice they break the chopstick they they bring the chopstick put it against the throat bang they break it 
And at that moment, I saw the eyes open up. They don't believe themselves. Yeah. And when they do the remote healing, they say, "Wow, I'm 90 years old. Can I do that? I can. That is best reward. I I feel to you know to to share this because you are not doing it on your own, which like it's impossible for you to do to treat everybody. Yeah. But when you can pass them and allow all the others to do the healing, to teach, to share this, I I I cannot describe how 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 beautiful that feeling is, and I. And I feel how grateful you know, I, to my master. Yeah, because when he was with me, he didn't charge me any money at all, <laughs> right? Actually, he's, he's paying me all everything. So he's from everything he has. He just want me to be able to do something that can benefit all the other people. Ah,、oh, yes, totally. It's changing. Like I cannot imagine that my life, what my life will be without. Yeah, the chance of meeting him and doing my qigong. So someone asked me,、well, "If you have another life, do you what do you want to do?" I want to do qigong, of course. <laughs> yeah, because qigong is also spiritual, right? It can be spiritual. We live in a materialist life, and if you miss, if you don't have that spiritual part, you're only living half life. The better half are lost. Yeah. That can be from your meditation, from your spirituality cultivations, from just simple as what you taught. Just the breathing itself can give you such a big a joy and satisfaction and achievement for yourself, right?、Hmm. So I wanted to ask this question. I know we are coming towards the end of our wonderful discussion, and I feel that I can speak to you, speak with you for hours and hours because you have so much to share. But do you, do you watch Hollywood movies? Hollywood movie? Do you do you watch the, like, for example, you know, the Doctor Strange? Have you seen that movie? Doctor Strange. I I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, okay, because there's a lot of conversation, you know, maybe in 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 comics, maybe in sci-fi, and you know, people have been telling stories from time, you know, from ages, right? But there's this concept of the multiverse, where you are interacting with different dimensions and different beings, right? Now, obviously, you've spent so many years, right, cultivating your energy, activating your extrasensory powers, and I'm sure by now that are you able to perceive like things that. A, a normal, you know, human being who has not activated their abilities would consider, you know, bizarre or out of the blue. And what I'm talking specifically about, you know, what are your thoughts on imaginary beings like the Yeti that they say is found up in the mountains, or the snow monster? Do you know these these beings that people, some people say ha- they have seen,、um, and yet some people, you know, just dismiss it as just a figment of their imagination? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it uh, uh, it depends. Yeah, some sometimes. What my experience is that it doesn't happen if you want to plan with this. It just happen itself. If I'm trying to search someone to be my next generation disciples,、yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Then one day it comes. Then I see someone. Then it's like click bullseye. That's it. That can happen. Yeah, that can happen. Not necessarily that you have to be physically together. Sometimes. I have a lot of students, patients are like this. One email, I can feel the very strong vibes, or one voicemail, I feel the strong vibes. I feel、mm, this is the right person that I can teach something, and that is that happens. Yeah, I agree with you. It is true. It depends on what kind of level. Yeah, because you have the grandmaster, like my master finding me. I'm sure he finds some vibes before even he meet me that 
he was attracted to that special local place, working as a boiler room attendant for twenty years, and seems just waiting for me to meet. That's incredible. But you would agree that there are certain beings that, you know, when you activate your, you know, your abilities, you're able to, at the right time, given the right context. I think so. Yeah, if I do deep meditation, it will happen. It happens when you are in deep meditation that kind of vibes, because、um, the vibrations, the vibes of each, each everything of each human beings, they are like countless of yin yang, you know, yin and yang. Yin yang、uh, is a concept that Taoists use, but actually that is the universal law that they find to explain everything in the universe. Like, say for example, now the Big Bang, right? Big Bang. Before Big Bang is zero. Big Bang is one. Boom, right? Then the moment of Big Bang started, we begin to have polarity. That is Yin and Yang, right? Yin and Yang. Well. Nowadays, actually, but the quantum physics are proving this. The moment when you have Big Bang, we begin to have matter, right? Then it confuses us for thousands of years since the human beings' consciousness. I say, we have matter. Then they don't know that the thought is the yin part of the energy. We have matter as a solid part of energy. Now, another pair of yin yang is matter and empty matter,、mm-hmm. right? That is another pair of yin yang, matter and counter matter, dark matter. Yeah, it's like south and north. They are embracing each other. They are the one thing happening at the same time. So when we are in the meditation, we begin to allow all that kind of yin yang vibes to manifest. Then when you channel to one of the yin yang channel, leading to finding you mental. For you, mental disciple, when that you begin to see that. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom and knowledge and stories with all of us people that are listening right now, or maybe listening to this episode once it goes onto our various streaming platforms.、Uh, is there any parting piece of advice that you would like to listen, give somebody who is listening to this episode right now? Something that you would like to share before?、Uh, oh yeah, I have my website. Yeah of, yeah, of course, and and also I have I have my web Facebook, which I don't、uh, do a lot, but I can share on the Facebook too. My wife is taking care of it, and I have my newsletter. So when you have it ready, tell me, then I I'm going to share it. Absolutely, I'm going to share.、It. And thank you, you are amazing. Yeah, you are so good at you know make us to talk. You're you're, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It makes、yeah. it much more easier when I, you know, I'm in conversation with a person like yeah, you. So, actually, I have a. I don't know whether you on your side. I have a because my story. What I mentioned the story、yeah. was in my、yeah. book, the master key book. The first hundred、yeah. pages, my story, and I also recorded four hours with my own voice, narrate the story. So, if you like, I can offer to your audience that you can have them to download free as in a. As a gift that I can present. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what you can do is、uh, maybe after this episode, we'll just discuss、yeah. the links, and then I will、yeah. add the links onto my website so that you know people can go. So you can download. Okay. Download and and learn more of you, more about you, and and all the amazing work that you've done. But thanks a lot once again for appearing on our show, Action Tribe. 
If you enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, then make sure that you share this episode with your friends and family because all of them need to know, as well as uh, reach out to me on, uh, if you have any feedback, any advice, uh, you can send me an email, aj at my7chakras.com, or you can just DM me on Instagram, at my7chakras, that's at my7chakras. I love to connect with all of our listeners. And are you available on Instagram as well? Are you active at all on Instagram? Uh, not really. Sorry, I have my uh, <laughs> yeah. I have my account. I never used it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have my Facebook. I never touched Facebook. it. Yeah, but uh, but we have someone who take care of it, so they put something on my information. I do most. 100%. Yeah, the most I do is my newsletter. I do newsletter every two weeks. Okay. Because I have a special practice to go with the season. Yeah. Uh, in China, we call it jiechi, the mini season. Every two. Uh, weeks, there's a mini season, then I have a special practice to empower one of the vertebrae. So I, I follow that rhythm every two weeks. I tell them, I send the newsletter to tell them that is the time you practice. I offer it free for everybody in my community, then they can practice to empower. Then the whole year, if you do it only once for every 15 days, the whole year, all 24 articular vertebrae are taken care of. So then of course, then I have my information. Like I can share what we talked on that newsletter. Yeah, on my website. That's what I do on YouTube. I, I do it myself. So I actually try to make sure that you join Robert Peng's uh, newsletter, and uh, he's done so much work. If you just go to Google and you and you search his name Robert Peng, you'll see many results pop up, especially his website. But we'll add the link onto the show notes as well, so that you when you go to our website my7chakras.com, you search for Robert Peng, you will find his episode along with all the post uh, the show notes links that we are going to upload as soon as this episode goes live. So Robert, thank you so much for appearing on our show, talking to us about so many different things the qigong and uh, you know your spiritual experience and the story of how, about how you met your master it was really fascinating for me and i'm sure it is from our listeners as well i hope you have a nice day ahead thank you aditya yeah aditya and thank you for your interview it's a beautiful time for me yeah we hope i hope to see you again someday thank you for listening to my seven chakras at my seven chakras.com that is my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.